0: This portion of the Cliff Notes podcast is brought to you by Tolly and Associates, Barnes Roofing, Adams Bar and Grill, Dave and Jen Showbro, Robin Stacey Studer, Patrick Lyle, Little Caesars of St. Joseph, The High Ho Bar and Grill, Weaver Overhead Door, Scott Hudson, Reese Nichols Eyed Capital Realty, Chad and Kay Lewis, Miljavik Electric, Aaron and Josh Perry, Lightstar Financials, Janelle Glidewell. JC's Hardwood Floors, Ingalls Plumbing and Excavating LLC, Musser Construction, the Hicks and Klein Funeral Home LLC, KT Logistics, and Cutting Edge Commercial Cleaning. Thank you guys so much for your support and contribution to the podcast. Now here's tonight's episode. Hey ladies and gentlemen, welcome everybody back to the Cliff Notes Podcast. I'm your host, Clifton Grooms. We have another edition of the Post-it Notes lined up for you. I believe today is Tuesday, January 24th. I believe that's the actual date. All the dates were in the same pretty much anymore. Tuesday, January 24th, we've got another edition of the Post-it Notes lined up for you. On my way back... From Cameron, Missouri, we got day two of the Cameron Shootout—not the Cameron Tournament this year, but the Cameron Shootout—and um, got a very, very special guest. Um, he is a frequent guest of mine. Please welcome back to the Clip Notes Podcast from the Maryville Forum, John Dykstra.
1: Thanks for that intro, Cliff.
0: I gotta give the best ones out there. So, um, John, you know we—we've uh, seen a couple of games. I know that. Um, I went around and moved around a couple places. Uh, we had some games in the middle school gym. We had some games in the high school gym. But um, let's, let's focus on the Maryville games here real quick. Uh, first, we started out with the girls on the girl side. Uh, Maryville defeating Lawson 49-31. to um, I did happen to see the Hounds last week, last Thursday, against Bishop LeBlanc. I know that those girls were... Um, very, very anxious to kind of get that, get a win back and get bounced back a little bit. So, um, John, just uh, give me your thoughts on Maryville versus Lawson, forty-nine, thirty-one, 31 spoof ounce.
1: Well, it kind of started with a special moment with uh, senior Riley Viertaler getting her 1,000th point. She's one of the best players in the MEC, obviously, and, and that's a big deal for her to to get that milestone and and to get to a thousand points, so she did that with her first bucket of the game, made it four to one real early. Um, but it was a it was a good battle. Lisa Glenn's teams, they they fight. You know that's going to be the the way they play. And uh, Maryville kind of seemed to have the upper hand the whole way, but then they cut it down to a five point game there at one point, and then uh, Anderson Patlin who scored her thousand point last week. Uh, those two are are kind of the dynamic duo obviously for Maryville. Uh, they came through and uh, she hit three three threes in a row to, to kinda of lengthen the lead and and they pulled away from there and got a got a good victory over a, a scrappy, a good lossing team.
0: So um- I believe, actually, uh, let's go through the um, scores real quick before we go to post-game real quick. Got them on my phone here. That's why, you know, we it's very good, very good to take pictures of the scorebook here. Um, no, That's the um, – there we go. There we go. Had to – took pictures of a couple games, so bear with me here. So, Aniston had 20 points on the night. and Then uh, Jaylee Price and Riley, um, both those girls had them. Um, Eleven points. We're going to kick off our post-game here on the podcast by hearing from Maryville girls coach
1: Kelly Obley after the team's victory tonight. Just coming out here tonight, uh, start out with that getting Riley thousand points. Uh, what can you say about Riley? You haven't oh, already said, I guess. Yeah,
2: I'm so happy for Riley Veerthaler to get that historic mark. Uh, scoring a thousand points is a really big deal. Riley works hard every single day in practice. She's a tremendous leader. She's a great person, and she works really, really hard in the gym on her own. And so um, for her to, you know, get that 1,000 points, really happy.
0: I know that loss to LeBlanc was probably tough on you guys the other night. How big was it to come out tonight and bounce back?
2: Yeah, um, it's really important that the girls just continue to battle, and they show a lot of resiliency, Um, and so... We take every game that we're in and we learn from it and grow from it. And I thought that, um, you know, LeBlanc played a 3-2 zone in the first half and Lawson played a 3-2 zone. And so the girls were um, a little bit more comfortable in our zone offense and we were able to work the ball around.
1: Big game for Stin tonight, 20 points. Uh, wow. Obviously she got a 1,000 the other night, so uh, just – Talk about stand a little bit and what she's meant to you guys.
2: Yeah, Aniston also is just such a great leader for us. She sets the tone for our, you know, um, competitiveness. She is in the gym all the time on her own, and she really pushes herself to be the best. And so uh, for her to get that 1,000-point mark too was just something that I'm so proud of her for. Um, and tonight I thought that her teammates did a really good job working the ball around and having that ball go inside out for her three-point shot.
1: You were able to get some other girls going today, too. And, again, the scoring column, uh, it's been a little bit more thin in Riley, it seems like, recently. So how nice was that to see those girls step up and take advantage of their opportunities?
2: Yeah, they work really hard uh, in practice getting those reps, and for them to be able to um, show that in a game and just have um, the awareness to look at the rim is important.
0: Alrighty, Thank you so much, Coach, for um, joining me here on the podcast. Um, next set of postgame, um, we've done these um, two girls together. Um, as, we, as John just mentioned, Riley Veer Taller got her 1,000 points tonight. Congratulations, Riley, on the tremendous honor. Aniston got hers a couple of weeks ago. Um, congratulations to both those ladies. As a matter of fact, we got to talk to both those ladies um, together to talk about those honors and talk about the game tonight against Lawson.
1: 1,000 points tonight. Um, obviously, that's a big milestone. Doing it about a week after Aniston did it, how, uh, how how much does that mean to you to reach that and to reach it with Aniston?
3: Uh, it means a lot. We've been playing together since I can't even tell you when. So it means a lot to get it within the quite around the same time frame. And also for her to be the one to give me the assist means a lot to do it together.
1: Aniston, same question. You did about a week ago. What's it mean to kind of both reach that milestone, do it together? Um, all that.
2: <laughs> yeah, it means a lot. Like she said, we've been playing for ever together. I can't even remember. So yeah, just, just cool.
1: Uh, in that game, that game, is, and you kind of heated up there. They cut it to a five-point game. You hit three straight threes. Uh, just what was going on there? What what? Talk about your teammates finding you and, and the confidence to knock them down.
2: Yeah, my teammates did a good job moving the ball around to be able to get me open to hit those shots. So. yeah.
1: And, uh, yeah, just that game, bouncing back, getting a nice win to start this tournament. What's, what's that mean for you guys? How, how big a win was that?
3: Um, it's a huge win. Obviously, coming from two or three losses, it's kind of hard to bounce back. But I think that was a good way to do it against a good team. So I'm proud of our girls and how they fought back and how they um, handled adversity today.
1: Yeah, speaking about your girls, um, it's been a little relying on you two scoring lately, and then everybody kind of got involved today. Just mm-hmm. how big was that to have have people knocking down shots? Rising kind of extended a range there a little bit, and Jaylee had a big game, obviously, too.
3: That's kind of what we've been focusing on, um, having everybody a part of our offense and creating more shots for other people and taking the shots that they feel comfortable with, which I feel like every game the girls have gotten a lot better at.
1: And uh, defense kind of led to offense there a lot. Um, just how, how fun was that? You guys don't always pressure or play full court as much, um, defensively at least. Just talk about that a little bit. And you and Jaylee creating some chances on the other end.
2: Yeah, is a good um, defender. So having her up there pressuring the ball makes it a lot difficult for the other team. So having her just do that creates a lot of uh, mistakes. And then having other girls like Riley can help, it's –
3: Means a lot. I don't know.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and uh, you guys' bench today played a little bit more. You guys each got first half rest, which mm-hmm. is a little different. So, uh, just how nice was that to, to have the bench stepping up and uh, giving you guys some key minutes there?
3: Yeah, they were key players today. They brought some more energy from um, obviously the bench, which when we needed it, when we got tired, they were right there. And they were also super loud, and it helped us in our energy in such a small gym, which obviously help create an
1: atmosphere we, we love and uh, not really a tournament so but a game tomorrow with Smithville uh, just how how fun will that matchup be and they're a really good team um, obviously
3: we're ready for the rematch we played them earlier in the season and we want to see how much we've grown
0: so we're ready for it Lot of points scored by those two girls. Definitely congratulations to both of them and congratulations to Maryville on the victory this evening. We're gonna run down the other girls' score from tonight very, very quickly before we move on to the boys' game. Um Cameron bounced back from their loss to Chillicothe last night, bounced back to defeat Kip Academy. 50 to 46 was the final score on that one. So Cameron Girls um got a victory there in the Cameron shootout. Um, boys game, tell you what, um, this was a very, very exciting game. Um in the middle school gym, I'm two MEC rivals going at it. Um, Maryville and Chillicothe. Um, Spooferound boys got off to a um, slow start there in the first quarter, picked it up. Um, Derek Quinlan hit some shots there in the second quarter, started getting the offense going, and um, you know, back and forth game there. Um, got the game to overtime, and um, Maryville was able to pull away for
1: an eight-point victory. John, your thoughts? Yeah, you kind of said it there. It was nine to two after the first quarter. Um, it went about as bad as it could for Maryville. Uh, Chili has some really good interior players, and Griff Bonder is a stud. He's, he's a great player. Um, you are here later Derek talk about how great a player he is, but um, they Chili punched him in the mouth, and, uh, and Maryville uh, kind of showed that they can respond to that. Uh, two good MEC teams facing off, and, uh, and Derek Quinlan bailed him out a little bit he hit some big shots including in uh in overtime after they tied it to in the first half on an 11-0 run uh to tie to at 20 at the end of the first half and then Maryville also closed the, the regulation strong to uh to tie it at 39 at the end of regulation and uh and then in overtime uh Derek got him a lead and and Peyton McCollum and Keaton Stone each hit big free throws down the stretch to uh, to get the win. So really, really fun game at the uh, at the old Cameron shootout. So, yeah, absolutely. Both those teams will meet towards
0: the end of February. I believe it's the last regular season game before we head on to um, districts of uh, Maryville and Chillicothe will meet in um, at, at Maryville for a boys-girls doubleheader there. I believe February 22nd or 23rd is the Day for that one. So those two teams will match up there as we head before, right before we head on the road to districts. Both those teams will be a Benton for districts. But we got a couple, um, couple sets of post game that we're actually going to um, air here live on the podcast. We're going to kick it off by hearing with um, Spoofound Boys coach um, Matt Steckline.
1: being able to battle back. Uh, not the prettiest start in the world. Two points in the first quarter there, but um, just how happy were you with that they were able to battle back and get back in the game. Yeah,
4: so, you know, obviously two points in the first quarter, and I thought to begin the game we took good shots, and they just didn't fall. And then we got down, and, and then I felt like we started pressing shots and started taking bad shots. And, and then that's we had a little timeout, a little discussion there about, hey, listen, you know, we're not down that much. It, it, continue to run your offense. And then they started to run the offense. And then, of course, Derek got hot, um, had four threes in a row, um, and, and that helped. But he got those threes primarily because we moved the ball, we drove the ball into the paint and kicked it out, and he got great looks. I think he got three of those
1: four. He was wide open. When you knocked down your free throws down the stretch to um, – just, <laughs> how relieving was that when you can send guys like uh, Peyton hit two of them, Keaton hit a couple. Uh, just how, how nice was that to see them put that game away finally?
4: Yeah, because it's experiences like that in overtime uh, that you need to have to get a little bit better at it because Friday night we couldn't do it, but it was good tonight that they, they came to the free throw line and we didn't turn the ball over at the end of that game. You know, so despite their pressure, we held our composure. Um, We weren't trying to get rid of it so quickly. Um, So I was proud of them for that,
1: hitting the free throws and not turning the ball over at the end of the game. Um, Just talk about Derek. I mean, he got hot there, like you said, but uh, just – how big was that for him to kind of sense that the whole team was struggling a little bit and step up in that situation?
4: Yeah, absolutely. And like I said once again, the biggest thing was he was taking wide open threes. Great threes created by his teammates that got him open. Um, and, and then that's what he does. Do what you do is what we keep saying. Do what you do and do, it, you know, be great at it. And he did it. He, he, his team needed him because, you know, Caden had some layups that he missed early. Keaton had a layup that he missed early. We, just, we were getting good shots. They just weren't
1: falling. Peyton, same thing. He was getting good looks. And they just weren't falling. And the bigs, uh, they were trying to pick on the bigs, obviously, go inside. Uh, uh, they battled, oh, okay. though, and then it seemed to get better as the game went on. Talk about them a
4: little bit. Yeah, we, we knew that was going to be what was going to happen. with Them going into 25 pretty dang early um, and often. Um, I thought uh, the guards did a great job. Uh, Peyton or Derek, one of those two, got a, got a steal on a rip. You know, we, we talked about that on certain people you could uh, uh, dig off of, um, and they did a really good job at it.
1: Um, and, and, and they just kept battling in the paint. How big were your managers tonight, Maggie? How big were those two just stepping up? Well, all
4: three managers, Sutton, Maggie, and and, and, and JoJo, they are the best managers, and they're phenomenal.
0: (laughs) All right, got to give a shout-out to the managers. I love it. A huge thank you to Maryville Boys, Coach Matt Steckline for joining the podcast. A couple more um, sets of postgame that we're going to give to you. Uh, First of all, we're going to give you – Maryville Junior, Derek Quinlan, you're going to hear from him first, and then you're going to hear from sophomore um, Peyton McCollum. Um, here's both those sets of postgame coming up right now. Obviously, you know, the game wasn't um, maybe the prettiest that you wanted it to be. Just talk about, you know, just uh, bouncing back from a slow start, picking up a win in overtime.
5: Yeah, I mean, we started off really slow, two points in the first quarter. Just nothing was falling. And, I mean, we know that we're all great shooters. And, I mean, we we know our identity, and we kept shooting, and they kept and they started
1: to fall. Yeah, you're starting to fall there at the end of the uh, quarter there. How how big was that at the end of the second quarter? How good did that feel? Uh, did you see a couple go down? You guys had that 11-0 run.
5: Yeah, it was good because, I mean, again, we weren't really making anything, and I think I was 0 for 3 to start the game and then 4 in a row to end the half, and I, it just felt great to go into
1: halftime with, I mean, tied after a rough first half. uh, Their size, uh, what's kind of tough? Seemed like you guys were helping down more. What were the adjustments on that kind of in the second half?
5: They have some very, very good players, and it's tough to help down because they've got shooters on the outside, and their bigs are really solid. And, I mean, we started to rip more because – they, I mean, they kept scoring inside, so it, it was just a, de- or a de- defensive game plan that we kind of came in and we didn't really execute, and then we started to execute it throughout the game.
1: I saw you talking to Griff a little bit during that. Um, how, how much fun was that? You guys both kind of had it going there for a little while, and uh, he was dunking out a lot of shots. How, how fun is that when you can battle a guy like that? Yeah, he's a great player, and,
5: I mean, he, this is his last year, and, I mean, we'll see him again there through the season, and it'll be another fun one.
0: Slow start for the team there. Um, start out, often started to pick up a little bit in the second quarter. Able to finish it off with a win in overtime. Just give, give us your thoughts on the game.
3: I mean, I thought it was a tough game. We battled. Uh, that's that's what that team had. Our team has. I feel like this year we just battle through those moments. We just pick each other up. Whoever's down, we just pick them up and we just uh, keep keep trucking.
1: Yeah, you guys have had some lopsided results this year, and those these last two games coming down to the wire against MEC opponents. Um, just how, how big is it just to have that experience and know that you guys can finish games like that? I mean, it's big because down the road in districts, we're going to have that experience late game.
3: We're going to have the experience of knowing what to do, knowing what like who's going to hit the big shots, and we just
1: can – it'll flow a lot better then. And uh, stepping to the line there, clutch moment, knocking, yep. down, knocking down two free throws, uh, talk about your mindset, talk about what you were feeling at that point.
3: I just went in there. I just – I thought, I got to hit these. <laughs> I'm going to hit these. So, you uh, just got to have confidence. My teammates had confidence. Everyone knew I was going to.
0: All right, a huge win for Maryville Boys Basketball. They will be back in action in the Cameron Shootout tomorrow. Uh, both boys and girls will be back in action. They will both play Smithville tomorrow night at the Cameron Shootout. Um, uh, another boys score that we're actually going to report from the Cameron Shootout, Winnetonka in the late game, defeated the host school, Cameron, 64-45. to What's the final score there? Griffins actually coached by former Platt County standout, Kurt Stegman. So he brought his uh, team to Cameron tonight. They are actually receiving po- votes in the um, in the Class 5 NBCA poll, which just came out today. And that's, um, I think that's going to be my next topic, John, that I kind of want to hit on, um, hit on the, um, hit on the nail on the head here, but, um, I know that you're not around St. Joseph, but you're around St. Joseph enough with the MEC, um, covering Benton and Lafayette, LeBlanc, all three of those, um, schools, members of the MEC and a lot of other sports besides football. But, um, biggest news coming out of the NBCA poll, um, out of today was, um, the Bishop LeBlanc girls, um. I was there, um, I was at all three of their games last week. I was there in Bolivar last Saturday. Uh, big matchup on Saturday, number one versus number two in the state. Uh, Bishop LeBlanc girls picking up a 39-35 win over Tipton at Southwest Baptist last weekend. With that win, they are the new number one team in class Two. Um, John, um, I'll give you. I'll give your thoughts on this real quick. Um, Bishop LeBlanc girls at number one.
1: Yeah, I get to see a lot of LeBlond. I'll get to see them in districts. They share another one in my school, Nottoway Valley's district. Um, LeBlond just continues to impress me with with what they lost last year. I thought they'd take a little step back. I thought they'd still be really good in Class 2. But they're just really good overall in Class. They could be playing in Class 4, and they'd be a really good team with some of the teams they're beating right now. So a uh, really impressive win over a, a great Tipton team we both saw live at one point. Um, just, just a really, really impressive showing by LeBlond. And they're, right now, they're a fire-breathing dragon in, uh, in class two. Uh, or they're, they're the cream of the crop and there's not much space to argue it. Um, if, they, if they get to where they want to go, there's a good chance they see Tipton again. But um, until they do, uh, it'd be hard to pick against them in any postseason games. That's for sure. So yeah, absolutely. I what impressed me all
0: year about them, you know, is the balanced scoring. I know that um, Tatum Studer got off to that hot start there at the end of the at the beginning of the year, but you know, if she doesn't have her best game, Shay Lewis is there to step up. Emma Reigns is there to step up. Um, Katie Beam had a ten point game last night. Um, Kaylee Ziesel's been in the stat sheet. I mean, she does a lot of things outside of the stat sheet that people don't normally get to see. So that's a very, very well-balanced Bishop LeBlanc basketball team, and they're very, very dangerous. Congratulations to Coach Jackie Stelton pulling that team for um, their number one ranking. I believe it's actually the first time they've been ever been ranked one in a state poll. Congratulations to those girls on that honor. They will be back in action tomorrow night in the Richmond tournament um, tomorrow night. So um, Bishop LeBlanc isn't the only... Um, basketball team is ranked number one at a state poll. It was announced today that Plattsburgh was also ranked number one and um, tell you what um, hard to argue um, not very many players in the northwest Missouri area are as good right now as Isaiah Howard right now but um, putting up incredible numbers. Dwight um, Love Jr. has got that program um, rolling there in the right direction. They're the number one team in the state in class two. so um, your thoughts on Plattsburgh?
1: Well you said it kind of all starts with Isaiah out there and he He's a fun player to watch and, and as talented as they come. So whenever whenever you're able to put the best player on the court in any game, that's that's going to help you. I think we've seen it locally the last few years. If you go to a Tony Osborne and, in Mound City, if you go to a Serena Sundell when she was at Maryville, when you got the best player at the court on the court, you always got a chance. And Plattsburgh's always got the best player on the court. So, uh that's always going to help them and they're they've got depth too they're not just a one-man show he definitely is a straw that stirs the drink but they have they got some options there and they're they're a really high quality team as you said so uh they're going to be a force to be reckoned with here in the next couple of weeks yeah absolutely
0: i got a chance to see plattsburg at the LeBlanc tournament um towards Christmas and um, a thrilling uh, LeBlanc tournament championship game against St. Michael. That was uh, one of my favorite games of that week. So um, congratulations to both Bishop LeBlanc and Plattsburgh for your um, number one rankings. Um, looking forward to seeing what both those teams do for the rest of the season as we head into district play here real quick. Um, John, i offer up your thoughts here. A couple of class one teams that are ranked. These are uh, right in your backyard, right in the Maryville Forum coverage area here. Um, for the class one boys, Platte Valley is now the number three team in class one there, and then the Ply Valley girls, um, number five right now, I know that they suffered, those girls suffered a couple losses there in December to uh, Maryville and Tipton, um, two good teams there, but they're getting better here as the season go along, so um, John, I'll offer up your thoughts on uh, Platte Valley teams
1: Yeah, as far as the girls um, you would think returning their two best players from last year, two leading scorers that it really wouldn't like, there wouldn't be as much growth throughout the season, but there has been, especially with their other girls on that team. Uh, Maggie Collins and Briley Angle are the headliners. Um, like we said with Isaiah Howard, any Class 1 team those, those teams face, Maggie's pretty much going to be the best player on the court. Well, she is going to be the best player on the court in any Class 1 game they play. So uh, that's a huge advantage for them, and Briley's not far off of that. Um, they've kind of figured out their lineup a little bit recently, moving Briley and having her do more ball handling, bringing up some of the, the role players to kind of play their roles and hit some shots. Malia Briley, whose brother we'll talk about in a second here, but, um, Malia's really stepped up to be that third scorer for him, and I think that's huge. Aubrey Madsen's a force inside. They're just kind of rounding out around Briley and Maggie, and that's really good for them. Um. They're number five right now, but, I mean, they're the two-time defending state champs with their two best players from those teams returning, so um, I'd have a hard time betting against them once we get to the postseason either. And the boys, they've they have kind of filled that void in northwest Missouri. A lot of teams uh, graduated some great players with Stanberry and Worth County and and Miles City, obviously, with Tony, um, and they've, Platte Valley's kind of assumed that mantle as, as the, uh, the premier team around, and they've, they can shoot the ball, uh, Matt Jermaine, Memphis Bliley, Alex Matson. they got, they got guys that can fill it up, and they're just a really deep team, so, uh, they're, they're gonna be, they're gonna be hard to beat, um, and they can play with anybody with the way they shoot the ball, so, uh, number three team in the, in the state that kind of, is almost a little bit of a surprise, given given uh, how early they lost in districts last year. But it kind of shows you how how good that district was last year that they had to compete in. So uh, it's a couple of really good teams in Northwest Missouri, and it'll we'll be following them for a long time, I think.
0: Absolutely, I think it's going to be very exciting when it comes to March. I'm definitely looking forward to see how Class One District 16 shakes out there. Um, Class two Class two boys as we mentioned earlier, Plattsburgh is the number one team. They take over. The number one spot. Um, still receiving votes though was Gallatin. Um, Gallatin um, lost a couple of games in the Lawson tournament a couple weeks ago to Chillicothe, who we've seen tonight, and um, lost a tough one to West Platt in the third place game there. But I still think Gallatin, Isaac Burton, Peyton, Feynman, those guys are still pretty solid there at Gallatin. Um, would not surprise me if Class 2 District 15, that boys matchup, Gallatin and Plattsburgh, we see that matchup there. For a district championship. Looking forward to see how all of that shakes out as well. Class 2 girls, we mentioned Bishop LeBlanc girls take over the number one spot from Tipton. Tipton is still ranked number two. A win, not a very far drop off there for the Cardinals. I wouldn't think it would be a very far drop off with one loss. And just the, the competition that the Tipton has played all season long, but they are number two. A couple of other local teams round out the poll. Eight At number eight is Polo. Number nine is North Platte. North Platte did defeat Polo a couple weeks ago in the wild card Invitational to win the wild card Invitational Championship there. Um, so North Platte, and, um, North Platte will see Bishop LeBlanc here next week. February 1st there in Dearborn, LeBlanc and North Platte will meet in quite possibly a top 10 matchup. In class two. Receiving votes, also a St. Joe Christian. They're hanging around there receiving votes as well. Class three girls, East Buchanan girls are the seventh ranked team in class three. They're Gracie Kelsey and company continuing to do their thing there. So the Class 4 boys receiving votes is Lafayette. Um picked up a big win last Friday against Hogan Prep. Uh, won the Carney tournament a couple weeks ago. Picked up a big win against Smithville in the um in the semifinals. Aaron Carney um had a absolute one of their best performances of the season in the championship game against Platt County. there to win the Bulldog Invitational there. Lafayette's, Lafayette boys on the outside looking in there receiving votes there in the Class 4 poll. Class 4 girls see a couple of um, MEC teams ranked in the poll. Uh, Benton still number three. They lost to Liberty North. A couple weeks ago in the Cardi Bulldog Girls Championship game, Cardinals are still just fine. Um, three losses to three high-quality teams there in Liberty North, Jefferson City, and Helias Catholic. I believe that those uh, those girls will be just fine there as we head towards um, MEC play. Um, ninth ranked um, is Chillicothe. Um, Chillicothe got Jolie Bonder back in the lineup um, in the Lawson Tournament. Uh, they picked up a win over East Buck. Last week, I um, picked up an impressive win last night against Cameron. And um, they'll be back in action Thursday in the Lawson tournament against Lawson, I believe. So um, Bonder gets healthy with her and Jessica Reeder. And um, Kayana Cramner and all those other girls there that could be a huge matchup February 3rd there in Chillicothe It is packed to gym night though in Chillicothe there I know some of the student body and some of the team there were telling me there in Chillicothe So that is a all of our local NBCA ranked teams a lot of teams It's gonna be a lot of exciting basketball as we start heading towards the um, last month of the season We get towards district play. It's gonna be really see really gonna be fun how all these brackets shake up. So, John, um, the, I, I want to thank you so much for everything that you've done for me for the last couple of years. Um, you've been um, one of my best friends and one of my mentors in this game. You've helped me out driving me to a lot of places, Northwest and Maryville related. So um, nice to have you back on and just um, talk about where people can find you on um, the Maryville forum, find you on Twitter, and um, what you got what you, what you got going on coming up
1: old school print newspaper you can uh, always pick up a copy of the Maryville Forum maryvilleforum.com as well and and Twitter Maryville Forum Sports Facebook Maryville Forum Sports so you guys can uh, you guys can find it there and uh, and yeah it's good to be joining you Cliff
0: absolutely pleasure to have you on Sean thank you so much for coming on I'll see you here a couple more nights this week at the North and King City Tournament Uh, tomorrow um Tomorrow, Thursday, we will be shifting coverage to um, North Platte. Friday, we'll be at King City for those championships. And then Saturday, we'll be at Hamilton. John, thank you so much for coming on. Um, that will do it for our first segment of the uh, Post-it Notes. When we come back, we will run down the rest of the scores from Thursday night. And we got a couple local um, MIAA representatives for MIAA Player of the Week. So stay tuned for all that. Welcome back, everybody, to the post-it notes here on the Cliff Notes Podcast. Gonna run down some other scores here, real quick. In the Richmond tournament on the boys side, the LeBlanc boys able to pick up a win over Oak Grove 59 to 25. Chris Miljavik led the way with 13 points. Jake Carell and Jake Wigglebauer both had 12 points apiece. LeBlanc held Oak Grove to just two second half points in the game. LeBlanc is in the tournament finals on Saturday afternoon at 2:30 there. And Richmond. North Platte tournament, girls side. North Platte defeated Mid Buchanan 50 to 43. North Andrew over Bramer 59 to 53. On the boys' side, K. Britain hit the game-winning layup in the closing seconds to lift Mid Buchanan to a 44 to 42 victory over North Platte. They will play West Platte Thursday night, who beat Bramer 62 to 32 there. And another first-round matchup: Hamilton tournament on the girls' side, Lathrop over Lafayette County 61 to 47. South Harrison over Trenton 42 to 38. Boys' side of the bracket. Now, the number two ranked team in class three, Lafayette County, defeated Penny, 76 to 29. East Buchanan boys over Trenton 75 to 62. Those two teams will meet in the semifinals on the boys' side. Gilman City tournament. St. Joe Christian girls and boys pick up sweeps there in the tournament tonight. St. Joe Christian girls over East Harrison, 63-29, and then the St. Joe Christian boys. Defeating North Harrison, 83-49 to was the final there. Also want to give a quick shout-out to a couple of MIAA players of the week. Bree Budgets from Missouri Western and Diego Bernard from Northwest. Bree Budgets had a huge hand over the last couple of weeks, including a huge hand in Missouri Western's upset on Saturday over 5th-ranked Central Missouri. Congratulations to Bree and Diego on being named the MIAA Players of the Week. Also want to give a shout out to Chris Petlin, one of our new sponsors over at Preferred Lighting Protection. Thank you so much, Chris, for sponsoring the, por- the podcast. Thank you and Aniston and the family so much for your support of me and the Clip Notes podcast. That will do it for tonight's show. We will be back with an episode tomorrow night as we recap The North Platte Tournament, that's where I will be the next two nights. On Wednesday and Thursday, Friday night, I will be in King City. And Saturday, I will be in Hamilton throughout the afternoon. I want to give a shout out to uh, both Maryville uh, boys and girls for joining me on postgame. We will see you guys tomorrow night for another edition of the Post-it Notes.